Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. Be lovely to someone. If there's someone you feel you've been over lovely to, you may have to change your seat. Is there such a thing as that? Okay. You see that? The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no trouble to it. Man, that's just wonderful. That's just wonderful. You see, before... uh, You've got to, throughout this period of time, throughout this period of time, Throughout this period of time, you've got to be ready uh, because all our this is this is actually a teaching season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Teaching season. How many of you have ever been in a pleasant teaching season before? If you've ever been in a teaching season, you would know that the bulk of the of that particular period of teaching or of that particular period will be heavily invested in teaching. Like today, how many of you got the message from Plefan that actually teaching was going to begin at 8.10? But I came, I, I came around to 8. Alright? And that's how it's just going to be throughout this period of time until we get the Word of God down into our hearts. How many of you were so blessed last week? How many of you? Can I see your hands boldly, please? Glory to Jesus. Now, that's great. That's great. It's great that you were blessed. After all, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth. But how many of you put the word to practice? Raise up your hands. Let me see you. I want to see it boldly. In fact, stand up. Stand up. Let me see you, please. All right. Let me see you. Now, those of you that did not put the word to practice, please clap for them. Those of you that didn't put it to practice. (laughs) <laughs> for the guys that put it to practice. Okay. Now some of you were unavoidably around. Probably avoidably. But please be seated. The word of God is not... Remember, I taught you about renewing your mind and renewing the spirit of your mind. But man, that's just something you have to get. How many of you know that that message is a must-have? That message is a must-have. And um, you should get the message. You should get the message. It will definitely help you. Alright? It will definitely help you. So make sure to get that message. The price of it is absolutely free. Okay? Alright. Before I go on to tell you today, you know, I told you last week that what I was teaching was preamble. Do you remember? And a preamble would mean introduction, isn't it? Okay, so I'm going to introduce again today. <laughs> Alright, because for us to successfully grow in the Word of God, we have to, um, a lot of sacred cows have to be killed, don't they? And some of us don't yet know what sacred cow means. How many of you don't know the meaning and you want to really know? So you don't feel like I'm telling you something religious. How many of you want to really know the meaning, please? Okay, just one person, I'll tell you in private. Okay. <laughs> All right. But what I have to tell you today, before I start teaching you on the preamble, is this. Stay away. 
those of you in a relationship or those of you that are about to enter a relationship <laughs> stay away from sexual immorality stay away from sexual immorality stay away from sexual immorality if you're already into it praise god you can come out of it but stay away from it let me tell you something let me tell you something you need to know how many of you okay i will not say how many of you so that nobody raises their hands or doesn't raise their hand but you would notice that there's none of us here who currently is in a relationship or has ever been in a relationship that wanted to be in a relationship i don't know i'm just guessing because all men are absolutely different but i'm just guessing there's nobody that said i just want to be in a relationship so i can be having sex i don't know i know some people are like that too i don't want to believe they are here but i want to believe that they should be here do you understand me it's good for them to be here so you see that's the name my body is there's a way it does me so i just i just have to be in a relationship i don't know that there's someone like that but i've heard of people like that i've heard of quite a number of people like that i've heard of people who say in a relationship who say how can i be in a relationship and there's no sex what that's not possible now some of y'all are looking at me like i'm saying something very very wrong right but you know i'm talking to you stay away from sexual immorality look let me tell you in all of you here who are in a relationship you want your relationship to, to be right it's not that you don't want it to be right some of you that it has started going outside of west it has started going southwest not north south you're getting lost you're getting lost and every time you have to say why do i keep doing this kind of thing Seth? i don't know some of you say no 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 i've never had sex it's just basics 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 what is basics <laughs> it's not funny stay away let me tell you why let me tell you why because it has its implications it has its implications today and i'm not talking about hiv i'm not talking about gonorrhea do those things <laughs> i'm not even talking about syphilis those things are still there but what i'm talking about is the implication on your conscience do you know that there are only two sins in the bible that are called sins against the body not against this, the lord it's not just against the lord the lord does not like it it hurts him when we do what is outside the created order do you understand me that's definitely sin but this is only two sins only two are called sin against the body there's a reason he says it is sin against the body there's a reason do you know the absolute lack of confidence that comes some of you know what i'm talking about the absolute lack of confidence before the presence of god the feeling of inferiority let me tell you the truth i have had this experience back when i was a student in federal university of technology Owiri, i had that experience of great inferiority before god i didn't know when my relationship went south that you just see and say ah how did we get to this point we were righteous we were holy 
let me tell you why you are righteous you are holy but sex is mathematics i want to tell you that sex it takes several things for your relationship to turn sexual it does not take two of you saying come i have today let's enter the room come on to me and dine with me no 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 I don't know any brother here that's done it. If you have done that before, you need major deliverance. Not minor one will pour olive oil all over you. First of all, we will flog you. <laughs> Dry you under the sun, then lay hands on you. Because it means something is at work in you that is very different. <laughs> you understand? Alright? But nobody does that. It just happens. How does it happen? It happens from doing all the wrong things. That's from doing all the wrong things. From acting all the weird ways. From acting all the weird ways. It just takes simple mathematics for it to happen. Simple mass. All you just need to be is always in the wrong environment. Always in the wrong environment. You set up the environment for immorality. The, Im- the environment for immorality does not happen on its own. You set it up. All you need is the wrong information. If I tell you now, don't spend most of your time in your relationship being alone. Some of you say, ah, teacher, I'm not saying you're not mature, do. You are very mature. See you now. All that is left is just ring on your hand for marriage. You're very mature. Most of you are already even married. You're matured. Do you understand? But that's not the case. Do you want to do it right? Don't start wrong. Every time, every time people want to talk, you must talk inside a very private place. What's your problem? You are setting yourself up. Look, I like the way the Lord said it to Cain. The Lord said to Cain, He said, Sin is knocking at your door. Sin is knocking at your door. Tell your neighbor, righteousness exalts a nation. Tell another person, righteousness exalts a nation. Ha! This thing I'm telling you, I was praying for you when the Holy Spirit told me to, to, to first say it. That some of you will soon start unconsciously. You, it, is, it is pure love, the love of God inside your heart. But you would set up the wrong environment. Nobody is stopping you from being in a relationship. I don't think it's bad for you to be in a relationship right now. But what I do think, what I do think is that there is a time for everything. You know, a relationship was called dating once. You know why? Because people date in public. People date in public. Tell your neighbor it's all about public affairs. People date in public. People don't date in secret. No. You want to discuss private matters? Go to Matthias. Go to Mr. Biggs. Sit down. Buy water. If you claim that it's too hard, buy water. If water is too expensive, ask for toothpick and straw. (laughs) Sit down. But God forbid, God forbid you are blessed. Sit down. Discuss your private matters. Will anybody follow you and sit down there? 
Sit down. Discuss your matters. Sit down at a park. Discuss your private matters. You can always discuss private matters where you are. You can create the right environment. If you've started wrong, if, even if you started right and now toward the center, things have started going weird. Whenever you're close to a person, your heart starts beating faster. Sin is knocking at your door. It, it is the chemical reaction. I, you, you understand? Your heart will just start beating fast. You don't know why. Next you'll be... This is not a joke. I'm telling you, the Lord told me when I was praying for all of you that I should say this thing, that I should, I should warn you, that I should warn you about it. Stay away from fornication. Stay away from sexual immorality. There's a time for it. One time in your life will come when you would ask yourself, so this is what people were crazy about. Because you and your wife will live till you, as in for, for as long as you stay on earth. You would have all the children you want. Then when you stop having children, you will still continue your, your, your life, your private life. You do whatever it is that you want to do. But chastity counts for something before the Lord. Chastity, purity in body counts for something before the Lord. Tell your neighbor you, it counts. It counts. Someone said, no, it's not easy to obey. It's easy to obey if there's a desire to obey. Are you understanding me? All kinds of... Listen, I'm not just talking about sexual immorality with people. Sexual immorality with yourself. Sexual immorality with yourself. Abusing your own body. Stay away from these things. It's called, some people call it self-sex. See, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's my own body. That's the wrong use of your body. That's what the Bible says. We don't even talk about many other forms of... I'm talking about masturbation. For those of you who don't know that that's what I'm saying. Some of you are still thinking. Let's, let me just tell you the facts. It's important for you to know. This is for your life. This, don't, 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 listen, listen, listen. Don't, don't put limitations for yourself. So that if limitations come, you know that this is not your doing. Do you know the things to deal with? The things that are hardest to deal with are the things that are our fault. But we often think it may be another person's fault. Or it may be something else's fault. But it's something that we are doing or not doing. Don't be your stumbling block. You understand me? You can live a perfect life. This, you, look, listen, righteousness is inside of your heart. Don't you? Do you understand me? You can. You can. You can. Somebody said, ah, in a relationship, what about, is there anything wrong with kissing? The Bible says, kiss one another with a holy kiss. Look, I will slap if I catch you. <laughs> Say, kiss one another with a holy kiss. So we just kiss. Really? Is, is that what you interpret? That's called taking scripture out of context. That's called taking scripture. There are things that lead to it. Some of you, you've not even, you've not even done introduction. Your parents have not even said, they've not even blessed your relationship and said, okay, we recognize you as a couple. Henceforth, we know that you are now set apart to get married. So we bless you. That's the first place where you are now married. The rest is formality. That is true marriage. When your parents bless you 
and join you together. Even if you've not done church marriage, before God, God has started recognizing you as a couple. But let me tell you, let me tell you something very, very key. You've not started that one. You've already started having names for the person. Sugar lumps. Honey boo boo. Mi corazon. I've seen that in someone's phone. I just saw Mi corazon. I was like, I was like, what is Mi corazon? The only time I ever heard Mi corazon in my life was a song. You have captured my heart. Mi corazon. I was like, what does it mean? I went online and I browsed Mi corazon. I saw my heart. He said, my heart. Stay away from these things. Stay away from these things. Just give yourselves normal names. Give yourself normal names. Joe. Akman. <laughs> if the girl's name is Joe, you know there are girls' names that are Joe. Josephine. The guy's name, Akman. Maintain it. If you must give a fancy name, let it be AK. Jojo. Don't go far. Don't go far. Those things will start creeping into your heart. Don't go far. Some of you feel like you're already married. You're just dating. You're just dating. You feel like you're married. Why? Because you are, do- you are taking on things that are not for you. You're already giving names. How don't you feel like you should go and cook? How don't you feel like you owe the person to wash his clothes? Because you're already, you're already stepping beyond your boundaries. Sweet names is not for dating. Sweet name is not for dating. Then the last thing I want to say. Don't lead any lady astray, guys. Don't lead any lady astray. Some of you are so friendly. Your heart is... You are, you are, you are naturally friendly. But you don't know how to draw the line. You make too many people love you. Then they start feeling offended. I'm talking for the ladies and they know it's true. They like you because you every time you are there, you are so kind. You are so friendly. It's not like you mean it. It's not like you mean it too. You you are not even trying. You just start discussion. I is my favorite girl in the world. What is your problem? Don't you know the lady is not firewood? She has a heart. She has a heart and she's created after God for a relationship. She's created for a relationship as much as a guy. Not that the women are weaker, but Paul says to treat the women like the weaker ones. It's not that they are weak. There's no place in the Bible that the woman is called weak. Paul did not call the women weak. Paul said treat them. He didn't say they are weak. He said treat them like they are weak. Why? Because the heart is built to care. The heart of a lady is not the heart of a guy. Are you understanding me? Guys, don't don't be like that. Pastors! You you just be so unguarded. You just be leading people astray. You, You are being kind. Your kindness means relationship to every lady. Every lady thinks you are. I've been there. I've been there. Oh, look. I, I was there one time. This lady thought we were in a real relationship. 
I mean, she taught it to the point where I had to break the relationship. I didn't know that. It was like court. <laughs> you didn't know when you got initiated. Just, I mean, I had to say, one day I just said, this relationship, <laughs> that it has to end. Why now? But I, I said, I understand, but... <laughs> I, I was just going to say, when did I ask you out? This happened when I was serving at a fellowship in school. It just happened all of a sudden. Because in that fellowship, all through my stay there for all the years, no one had ever seen me frown. No one had ever seen me unhappy. No one had ever seen me angry. I was always joyful, always full of life, always on top. Those are all the things in a lady. Let me tell you something. Before a lady says yes to you, guys, don't make no mistake, guys. Ladies, they don't understand. Make no mistake, guys. It's not you that chooses a lady. It's a lady that chooses you. She already look. She already knew. She just looked at your criteria. She had already known before you said. When she said, "I'll think about it," they lie. She wasn't thinking anything, but it's it's part of the you know. She you she has to feel like she has value by delaying you. May God not delay you, ladies, back. Let's not waste our time on this thing. But flee from these things. Ladies. Ladies. Don't mess with the hearts of men. Some of you. You, ha- you call everybody. Every guy in your life is sweet name. Baby boo. You see? Baby boo meets honey. <laughs> Sin is knocking at your door. Some people do it so that the relationship can remain platonic. See, I just call everybody that name so that nobody will feel like they are too special to me. If you don't want anybody to feel too special, call them their real name now. Call them their real name. Don't make them feel special because the truth is that the one you're calling honey feels special. The one you call sugar feels special. He feels like sugar. The other one feels like honey. Stay away from these things. Stay away from these things. It's evil. It's evil to mess with a person's heart. It's evil because it can create a consciousness. Look, the lady that I thought that that thought I was dating her. You know what happened to her? For months till she graduated, till now she has been unable to be in a relationship. She said that we're in a relationship. It was so serious. The relationship was so serious that anybody she dated had to be like me. So none of our relationships have worked till today, since 2013. Till today, I messed with someone's heart. But I didn't know. I was just being nice. I was just being nice. Let your intentions be clear. Stand, look, stand fast. The question now is, is everybody eligible for, da- for dating? Everybody has a right to date. Everybody can make a choice to date. But everybody is not ready to date. So the question now is, when are you ready? If you want to know that, say amen. If you honestly do, say amen. The question is, when are you ready for a relationship? When you are ready for a relationship, when you can do without another person. 
when you can enjoy being independent. Do you know there are some people who are relationship hunters? Look, <coughs> the relationship just ended. Two weeks later, how oh, don't they date another girl? They can't stay alone. They will, some, one guy one time quoted Genesis. See, it is no good for a man <laughs> to be alone. You see, it is easy to scatter Bible. To use the Bible to wicked ends. It's easy. It's easy. Stay away from these things, dear friends. Because righteousness exalts a nation. It will make you stand like an edifice. The Bible says to honor God with your body. The Bible calls your body the, the temple of God. First your spirit, then your material body. Where does divine health live? Where does the anointing transmit? It's not through your body. What do you use to succeed? Is it not your human body? Without the body, can a man do anything much? Your body, your body is a living temple. Look what the Bible says. That God will destroy anything. It's not the devil that is destroying it. He says, your body is the temple of God. And God will destroy anything that defiles your body. You start putting other people's lives in harm's way. Because if it's another person defiling your body, destruction is coming for that person. And because both you and the person are in Christ, and both of you are temples of the living God, destruction is pending for you, destruction is pending for them. Why? Your lack of knowledge will be your destruction. It will suddenly lead you where you cannot, where you cannot go. Some years ago, I had to pray for a lady. First time I ever prayed such a prayer. The lady came to me. She said, hey, I want to talk to you. I said, what's the problem? She said, I want you to pray that God will send something back. I said, what? She said, I don't know you. You're the only person I've told. I said, no problem. I'm used to being the only person people tell things. I said, it's all right. No problem. She said, don't tell anybody. I said, I will tell someone. She said, who? I said, the Holy Spirit. She's the only one I don't, I don't keep my secrets from. I must tell him once we go, I'll, say, I'll sit down and say, Lord, <laughs> I have to gist you. I will not pretend that he didn't hear. I'll, I, say, I'll not pre- I will not say he heard me. He heard when you were talking. No, no, I'll tell him. I'll say, Lord, see. <laughs> see this girl, oh God. The Lord will gist with me about you. I have to hear from him about you. So this lady said, she said, okay. <laughs> she said, I'm pregnant. I said, hey, congrats. Congrats. What else is there to say? It's not a mistake now. It was never a mistake in the first place. You were, you, you were not mad. Your brain was working normally. You chose error. I said I should lay hands on her and pray that God will send the baby back. <coughs> I said, let us pray. She said, I know that you believe that all things are possible. I said, I believe. Let's pray. Don't you know baby is gift? Baby is a gift, like a spiritual gift. It's a gift from God. So I said, Lord, take back your gift. But you see, the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Even the children that are aborted are waiting for you. Even the children that are aborted are waiting for you. They are still alive. They are waiting for you. You get to heaven, you meet your kids. You meet your child. Your child says, Daddy, it's me. 
You didn't want me. But Jesus has been keeping me for you. You will meet your child. You can't abort. You really can't abort a child. You may have killed the body. But the spirit will be alive. Signed to your DNA in heaven. Still your DNA. You're still a dad or a mom. No losing this. Somebody will say, ah, if like that, let's keep them in heaven. <laughs> you don't want your hand. After you finish sinning against your body, then your hands filled with blood. <laughs> you don't want that on your conscience. Because the feeling of immorality alone makes people not to come to church. Do you know that? It makes people, do you see, I'm not clean enough for God. All right? But you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, say that thing out loud. I'm the righteousness of God. Say, God is in my body. God is in my hands. God is in my eyes. God is in my ears. Don't listen to anything that will promote sexual immorality. You, the only song you listen to is Baby Walan Colombo. I don't know the modern songs, basically. But I do know. Some people, you know, there was, there was someone who actually said that is a lie. That how can I say I don't know modern songs? I said, I've never listened to them. He said, it's a lie. When you're inside bus, don't you listen? I said, I hear. But where your attention is not, you cannot remember it. I said, I hear. But it's like noise to me. The guy called the name of one guy... Uh, uh, a set of twins um, to P, 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 P square. So he said, you know, he was just explaining something. He was trying to explain something spiritual. He said, just like all these worldly guys, P square. I said, what's P square? He said, you don't know? I'm like, I don't know. Never heard of them before. He said, who do you know? I said, I know Sinach. <laughs> I know Fred Hammond. You know? The only people I know from the past are Tupac Shakur. Are you understanding me? Stay away from those things. It is the songs that make your heart go. Solidat is a keeping for the lonely. And you don't. Then you wonder why your heart is going astray. You're listening to it. Stay away from these things. Be warned. Amen. Thank the Lord briefly for what you just heard. Come on, do it with your heart. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, so you know when you are ready to be in a relationship now. When you are not afraid to be alone. That is, when you... In, when, when, when you are okay being by yourself. When you are okay. Do you know some guys? Some guys are bad. I'm talking about guys inside here. Do you know why they want to date some of you sisters? So you can cook for them. Why don't you ask the sister, come and help me? Do you know she will not say no if she's free? Don't date her because you want her to cook for you. What's your problem? Why are you evil? Your heart is dark. But today your heart has turned to light. Praise the Lord. I'm not condemning you, brothers and sisters. I'm just telling you the truth. Okay. So, (laughs) 
the blessing of the Lord, it makes, it brings wealth and he adds no trouble to it. Today, I'm going to briefly tell you about unconditional grace and conditional faith. See, grace is unconditional. But faith is conditional. Oh, come on, say it like you're alive. Did I touch you somewhere with all the things I was saying? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm like a dad. Just, just, take, my, just take my warnings, right? All right? Don't, don't feel. Don't feel. Shake it off. Shake it off, all right? Stand up for a minute, please. <laughs> Some of you had to touch. Let's, let, just stand up for a minute. Stand up for a minute. Some of you now may want to go. If your, if your relationship is 100% ungodly, end it truth no don't discuss it and don't discuss it with god say lord let's try and make it work it won't work because it has already been built into the structure of the relationship the person expects that that's what your relationship should be you understand me please just walk down to someone walk down to one another and tell the person cheer up just just cheer someone up please those of you who did not affect go and cheer others up <laughs> <laughs> Be encouraged. Amen. <laughs> Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Please have yourself a seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next time I'll negotiate with the Lord. And it says, say this thing. I'll say, Lord, it's going to cut their hearts. You know, some of you, it's not that you've even done it, but it's just the, 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 the thing that it has probably come into your mind before and you're not feeling good about yourself. It's okay, feel good about yourself. Even if you've done those things before, even if, even if you've done the most atrocious kinds of sexual things, God loves you the same. His love for you is undying, but his word for you will change the situation. While his love will not change the situation, his word will. His love is like sunlight. It beams on all, both the godly and especially for the un- both for the ungodly and especially toward the godly. Do you understand? But it's not the love that will change the situation, it's the word. That's why we give you his word, okay? It's all right. It's all right. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> You're okay. My precious righteous people. You're righteous. You know that, right? I'm feeling so bad. <laughs> Let's open our Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 9. Mark 9 verse 23. Mark 9 23. If you're there, say amen, please. Alright, let's look at it. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Alright, we see something about faith everywhere. You know, when I was when the Lord when when the Spirit of the Lord was actually helping me to to teach what I want to teach you, I said to the Lord, Lord, these people have no need for faith. And the Lord said, No, no, no. I should go back. And teach you from the basics of faith. We've not been talking about faith for a very long time. Because we believe it is the basic of Christianity. 
Alright, but the Lord's Spirit actually told me I should bring back that same thing to us. Because a lot of us actually think that faith is the same thing as grace. A lot of us actually think that faith is the same thing as grace. Grace is a Greek word that means charis. Grace speaks about all of the things that has been provided through the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and sitting of Jesus Christ. That is grace. Jesus Christ did not die because you voted him in. Then it would not be grace. Jesus Christ did not die for you because you said, Oh, can someone just die for me? No. Jesus didn't die for men because he just felt like it. Are you understanding me? He didn't. Jesus did those things for you without your asking. Do you see that? He prepared a way for you without you asking him. He forgave everything. Do you know that before you became born again, the forgiveness of sin has already been done for you? If you know that, say amen. Yes, it's there in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 10. It's there in the Bible. The Bible says something about that. The Bible says that God through his eternal spirit, that Jesus Christ died through the eternal spirit. Alright, this means that Jesus Christ died in a place called eternity. He died before. The Bible also calls him the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the world. Now think about that. The Lamb who was slain before the foundation. Kai, the mathematics of God. Eh? <laughs> Look, you can't beat this kind of strategist. Somebody who wins a war before it starts existing. Imagine a time of peace. A man has already seen war is coming. He has set everything. He saw every single troop of the enemy where they will be positioned. That's the person that lives far ahead of time. That is the kind of God that you serve. That's what grace is. That's what grace is. This is why when you come before God, this is why we have so much faith when we call people and we say, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, stand up right now. Because it is not at the point that they are saying they are sorry that the blood is appropriated for them. The blood was appropriated before, the, before Adam sinned. Kai, as in the, the Bible says the Lamb of God who was slain before, before, before the foundation of the world, before. People, I need you to know that God's not doing anything that he has not already done. If nothing has not sunk in your head, then you're, having, you're still having some things with your faith. You're still having some problems with your faith. He is the lamb that was slain. He's the lamb. So when Jesus came in the world, you hear Jesus say things like this. The son of man goes as it is written. Before Jesus was born, everything was written. Everything was written. Not only was this thing fulfilled in the realm of the spirit, but it was now revealed to prophets. So that as it's happening page by page, you will see it just going on. I mean, the life of Jesus Christ was so biblical that you could open Isaiah 11 the next year and say, this is what he will do next. You could open 12 and say, this is the next thing. You could go to 56, this is the next thing. Nothing, it's not a mystery. The life of Jesus was so unmysterious that had Satan read it well. But you see, the problem about it is this. The problem about this is this. Just as people read the Bible and say the Bible is full of confusion, that the Bible negates itself. That's how Satan sees the Bible too. 
he can only you see we can only understand through the spirit the bible says that in the book of psalm it says the unfolding of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple the opening up of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple so of course it's no mystery why everybody does not understand the word of god it's not it's not it's not a mystery it's not that oh 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 it must mean that they don't have the study bible no 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 you can have all of the bible ver- um, versions that you need in this world and you will still get it wrong it is through the holy spirit again the bible says that there is a spirit inside of man and the inspiration of god is the one that gives the man understanding there is a spirit do you know the verse that actually strikes me in that place in the book of job is not that verse it is the one before that it says i thought wisdom comes with age and experience i thought wisdom comes with age and experience Oh no, but wisdom does not. Then the man now said, but wisdom does not come with age and experience. For there is a spirit. No, you best understand. Do you know that that guy was not one of the friends of Job? He was a preacher sent by God. He had listened to Job's three friends who were all condemning Job. Don't think that I'm one of Job's three friends today that came condemning you. Like that, like this morning. You know? <laughs> All right? all right but make sure you listen to that message again okay no 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 no. i'm not like them i'm like the fourth guy the bible says god sent the fourth man in fact do you know that according to hebrew history he was called the evangelist evangelist in the time of job he came and sat down and listened to these three men talking and every single one of them was telling job it's because you sinned it's because you sinned. It's because you sinned. Just confess your, your sin. Tell God you're a sinner. Tell God you're a sinner. Have you heard the message, sinners in the hands of an angry God? Kai, if you read that book, you will understand. The depths of condemnation. And that's what, imagine three of your best friends telling you every time, it's because your life is bad. That's why, that's why things are like this. You don't have money. It's because you're an evil person. Just look at you. Go and set yourself. But you know that you are doing nothing wrong. Job, the Bible calls Job perfect in the world. Job was perfect in the world. Alright, but then, you know, so when all these things were happening, it was, it was interesting to know that. That that's what he said. Then this man said, ah, no, 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 no. As he finished listening to them, he had an epiphany. He said, no, 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 no. Wisdom does not come with age. Then he saw these three men. These three men, like Job, were also favored and blessed by God. They were friends of Job. And they were favored and blessed by God, too. So, when, when Job was, when, when, when they were there, he said, no, it's not experience. It's not just maybe your experience of the blessing. No, 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 no. He says, but there is a spirit. Say, there is a spirit. Say, there is a spirit. Where is that spirit? Huh? Where is that spirit? It's in me, isn't it? It's in you, isn't it? So he says the, the inspiration of the Almighty gives them understanding. Do you see? Do you see that if you look all through and all through and all through, you will start understanding that the grace of God is a finished work. The grace of God is a finished work. 
the grace of god is based absolutely on the foundation of god that cannot be shaken it means it is done it has been done there is nothing you can do to add to it the word of god is built on the grace of god that's why the bible says in the book of revelation chapter 22 it says let the person who adds to the word of the prophecy of this book be cursed you don't add to the bible and you do not subtract from the bible do you understand me because that's what grace is you don't add to the grace of god and you do not subtract from the grace of god what are the things that god has provided in his grace i like what the bible says in the book of second corinthians chapter 1 verse 29 it says that christ has become unto us wisdom say wisdom again again christ is my wisdom say that are you saying it with boldness he says then he is unto us sanctification say christ is my sanctification then he says and redemption say christ is my redemption now i need you to understand that redemption is big yes all those things are big but when he says redemption it means a price that was paid on behalf of you now everything that has been paid on your behalf the first of which was you know i don't start going through all of those scriptures but i told you i'm going to hammer on the foundations you you remember isaiah chapter 53 it starts the saying, who has believed our report and to whom is the hand of the lord is um, revealed then it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on then it shows us redemption he says he was bruised for our iniquities he was flogged for us when we look at him there is no beauty he is he bore our sin and he, he by his stripes we are healed so one of those things that you now understand about the redemption of god is that the redemption of god happened through jesus christ for spirit and body say for spirit and body for spirit and body all right and even for mind but you see for your spirit and for your body for your spirit in terms of salvation and for your body in terms of what healing healing in terms of healing so this means that grace has provided all of these things grace is like the garden of eden think about the garden of eden for one minute dear friends just think about it if you can picture it for one for one beautiful moment you can't even picture it because of how beautiful it may be but just think about this garden god the bible says in the book of genesis that god had finished making everything and he saw it was good then he made man then he made man you know what that means specifically for us concerning grace that's how grace is the bible calls in the book of romans it says that jesus is the last adam is like is another adam and adam is the first adam meaning there are two worlds of existence and two trends of uh, there are two lines of human existence one can be from the adamic nature and the other can be from the last adamic nature one is of course the human life the bible says that the first man adam was a living being but the second adam is what a life-giving spirit 
a life-giving say life-giving oh my goodness he didn't say life-receiving this means you know why it's a life-giving spirit because so much life is there the life is so much the only way to utilize it is to give it all right that's the grace of god the grace of god means finished work the grace of god means finished work the grace of god means it's already done you see you see that's what the grace of god means the grace of god means there is nothing you can do to change it now what about the the price for sin what about the price for sin did jesus pay an exact price for sin did he pay an exact price for sin what did he do if you count the amount of sin against the debt of someone who dies for you you will find out that nothing you did is bad enough for a person to die for you nothing nothing you did nothing you did that's why if you okay that's why if you watch american movies or i don't know about nigerian movies but i know about foreign movies if you watch an american movie where perhaps ah yes what's the name now thank you jesus thank you jesus the titanic i have never watched it and i never will i don't watch emotional movies like that just as like why did he die we can't change it why do we cry so i don't like very emotional things because my heart is too you know let's just leave that part so now according as the story goes i've heard that story so much that's the guy and uh, the lady the guy was hanging inside i don't know that he was inside the water and then the lady was on top one with a boat or wood or something a part of the ship and then she was hanging there and he was talking to her just he was telling her it's okay but he himself was dying until he froze to death now the history about that lady goes that for many years she could not get married for many years i mean she stayed single for so long probably about 30 years she couldn't get married because she couldn't fathom you see when actually some people were analyzing it, they found out that the guy could have, could have actually stayed on the wood with her but he wanted her comfortable ah look ladies that should be your standard where is the guy that will stay on is that look i'm not one of those people if jesus has died <laughs> because he lives you will face tomorrow <laughs> all right but the bible says scarcely will a good man scarcely will a person die for a good man scarcely it says but yet a person can die for a good man but yet consider jesus dying for a man that deserves to die the, the difference between jesus and that story is that both of them loved each other but for jesus dying for us we did not even have an idea that he was existing we did not even know who he was we did not even we didn't even, we didn't even until the day we heard it was a story until the day we heard it it was a myth and a legend until faith came to our hearts it was just it was just just cunningly devised fables until faith came the real faith from christ jesus thank you lord came to our hearts 
yet he died for you from seeing that you must understand this that the price that was paid is not enough it is more than enough the price that was paid for sin is not enough it is more than enough more than enough <sighs> if i didn't deserve to die and someone died for me is one thing but if i deserved to die come on that price is too much now i mean it's like you're owing ten thousand naira somebody pays one million some of you are going to say i beg give me back the 990. <laughs> you don't get your ten. <laughs> please give me my 990 back <laughs> you know but that's a different thing. The way Jesus did it, you owed 10,000. He paid 1 billion. He paid 1 billion so that if you ever do any, if you ever borrow, you cannot over, over borrow. He paid 1 billion. Or probably 10 billion or 100 billion. But something that I can't imagine a human being borrowing 100 billion or borrowing 1 billion. You must be, I don't know. Someone said you must be Nigeria. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid in Jesus' name. Do you understand me? But you can imagine the price that was paid. Thank you, Jesus. So you see, when I tell you this, I really, the Bible really means it when he says that grace is unconditional. Look at look with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 if you don't mind. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor sit up and sit tight truth is coming to you. No slouching, no laziness. All right, all right, all right. Ephesians chapter 2. If you're there say praise the Lord. Okay, we're waiting for some of you. If you're there, everybody praise the Lord. Are we all there? Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians. Verse 4, verse 5, and verse 8 and 9. Verse 4, 5, 8, and 9. Let's read it together. I want to go. But. Because of his great love for us. But he's rich in mercy. made us alive with Christ even when we did in transgression. Do you see that? It is, he said, it is by grace you are saved. You see, it's God who is rich in mercy. He's not average. He's rich in mercy. It is out of his richness. He lavished. I like the way the Bible says that. The Bible tells us something about God lavishing his love on you. Have you ever lavished a perfume on yourself? How many of you have ever done that before? You lavished perfume on yourself. How many of you have ever lavished a spray on your body? You just held it. It was full. Then you started. Ten minutes, you're not done. You're still spraying. By the time you look back, your whole room is full of smoke. <laughs> and then you're choking and you're like, I'm still going to continue. That's lavishing. Some of you have not, if you've not, if you've not experienced your room turning white 
you've not lavished. You've spread. But when you lavish, it means that you so extensively use that everything is affected. Suddenly your bed is scenting. Your kitchen smells good. Your food tastes like perfume. Everything you're doing, you spray just your body, but down to your inner clothes, you scent good. Then you know you lavished. The Bible teaches us about how much God lavished his love. You see in verse 5, it says, because of his great love, God who is rich in mercy. Great love, rich mercy. That is the unconditional grace of God. So grace means you cannot do anything about it. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith. Through faith. True faith. Okay? I just want to settle those things with us in our hearts. I just want to settle those things with us in our hearts. Grace. You have been saved by God's grace. You, you were not saved. You were not saved because you said, Father, I'm sorry. Or because you just, you just confessed all your sins one by one. That's not what saved you. You could have boasted about that. You could have said, you know, the reason why today I am enjoying sanctification and the holiness of God is because, look, in my days as a teenager, I attended the Bible union. And in that Bible union, I can tell you something. Every day we cried to God to save us and sanctify us. And today I can tell you, brethren, it worked. If you heard such a thing, how would you do it? How would you react? You'd be like, what? That's the one you just say, na, 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 na. let's leave whatever. I don't know what I'm singing, alright? That's going to be a very unsuper story. Because it is of works. The person who died for you must have been Peter, but not Jesus. If Peter died for you, you can cry for 10 years to be saved but if jesus died for you then you will be saved by grace you'll be saved because he already died and paid for you he made a down payment now i like us to extend that debt now imagine that your dad knew that you were going to borrow a certain amount of money then before you ever borrowed he paid Wouldn't you love that dad forever? That you got into the University of Benin and your dad knew that you'd be so that you could experience um, some of some hunger. And before you were born, you know, today we are not doing that for our kids. We're not doing that for our kids. It's called family planning. Where a child has an account to his name before he's born. Some of you, sorry, yeah, I, I understand. Some of us experienced it. Some <laughs> so, do it to your kids. Open an account before you get pregnant, ladies. Put in money. Put in money. Put in money. Keep putting and putting. Then when the child is 18, give him his account. The payments will exceed the cost. The child is going to look and say, Ah, how did I deserve this? You say, now you're a man. Take your money and go, and go and live life now. I've trained you enough. Some of you started working since you were in primary school. <laughs> Nothing was kept for you. 
but God who is rich in mercy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank God he's not like our parents. Thank God he's not a man. Because if he were a man, Jesus would have suffered more than we could have sinned. How could he have suffered? Just imagine. How many of us are here? We are more than 30. Now just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine that if this brother wanted to give his life to Christ, we would see news on CNN. Jesus is about to be hung again. And you just see Jesus like this. 2,000 years now. It's not this boy who wants to repent. Then he gets hung. Rises after three days. Next man. You see again on CNN, special edition. <laughs> Jesus about to be hung. Then he walks down again. He's flogged again. Just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine something like that. You see, I keep asking, why then would people not believe in grace? Because it would have to be like that. If it was not by grace. So the Bible says you are saved by grace. Alright? Now, we've settled that grace is unconditional. Say grace is unconditional. But brothers and sisters, faith, faith is conditional. Faith is conditional. Grace means there's nothing you can do to, to obtain this. It's a gift. That's what the Bible says, right? We read it together, right? It is the gift of God. But faith is very conditional. Faith is very conditional. This is why, this is why grace is abundant. Grace is plenteous. God is full of grace. God has given us his grace. God has given us the gift of his grace. God has sent Jesus to die all the death, but there are still sick people because faith is conditional. But there are poor people because faith is what? Conditional. It is the condition of faith. It is the condition of faith that makes one, despite the amazing and superfluous provision, to still be in lack. Because grace is unconditional. Grace means it's already here. But faith, look what the Bible says. You have been saved by grace through faith. <clears throat> it didn't say you were saved by grace alone. He said you were saved by grace through faith. The means of receiving that which is unconditional is the conditional. Faith is the condition that receives that which is unconditional. Why is grace unconditional? Hello, look here a minute. Why is grace unconditional? Grace is unconditional because... God is not unjust. Is there anybody here who feels God is not fair? Honestly. I, 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 I believe in my heart that there are some people who feel God is not fair. You'd be like, God, it's not fair. It's not fair. Look, guys, I've thought like that before. I've thought like that before. God, it's not fair. Why do you always do me like this? Look, look at that person. Especially when you're comparing yourself with one another. You start saying, but you look at this person and look at me. God, what you're doing is he good? But you see why he made grace unconditional? So that no man may call him unjust. Because now everybody has equal access. Tell your neighbor, tell three people you have equal access. 
you have equal access say i have equal access if moses can get it i can if elijah can get it i can if elisha can get it i can if peter can get it i can if paul can get it i can if solomon can get it i can but none of these compare to the one most amazing name if jesus could get it then he said i can get it what what i can i can that's what it means that's why grace eh is very fair although god is not trying to be fair god is god is not into equality humans democracy defines that god is into equity giving to every man according as he needs god does not give to everybody the same thing ah <sighs> lord let's not go there let's not go there all right but okay the lord's telling me that there are three of you that want to really understand this thing that i just said no god don't want to give to everybody the, the same thing don't you get it don't you get it have i not told you the story of the talents three people were called one was given one talent another was given two talents and another was given five who had more talent hmm? the guy with five <laughs> the guy with five right the guy with five why didn't god give all of them five first first of all why didn't the lord give all of them five is it fair i mean look three of us are standing like this then i say apostle rex take this check of two hundred thousand is for you sister goodness take this check of five five is for you pastor emmanuel take this check of eight hundred thousand and a car is for you everybody will be like gee sister goodness he's not fair how could you give her five five <laughs> that's recharge card for probably a month <laughs> that's what some people say that's what the lord did hello 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 are you here are you here guys that's what the lord did now those three people who really want to know you've increased to six that want to know more about this so i will keep going on now but you see <laughs> this is going to shock you but do you know in reality in reality the bible says do not judge with the seeing of the eyes or with the hearing of the ears but judge righteous judgment the person that was giving more was the one giving one why was the one giving one how could it be that this guy giving one was giving more think about it for pastor emmanuel to survive to live a good life i had to give him eight hundred thousand a car he needs too much to achieve for apostle rex to live he needs two hundred thousand who is more talented that goodness is he needs five five to be a success 
who is more exceptional? You see, you don't understand the mind of God. You think God is unfair. This guy giving one was the most anointed, was the most talented. God was so confident that God gave him one because he knew it was enough. The other guy needed too much. The other guy needed to tell your neighbor all you need is all you have. Oh, shout hallelujah. All I need is all I have. You see, faith is very conditional. It does not take everything. You see, there are some people who for them to start a business, they need 300,000, 400,000, 500,000. They need everything to be alright. But look at you. Not everything was available. But look at you. Just look at you. You will say, I've achieved this. I've achieved this. I've achieved this. They say, how much do you have? If they check your account, you, you receive probably just 10,000 naira. You say, with 10,000, you did this. You've done this all your life. You will say, ah, ah. The grace of God was working effectively in me. Are you understanding me? Some of you think you need too much. That's your problem. Do you know that there are some people, for them to start a ministry, for God to use them mightily, for them to start the ministry, they need all the instruments available. Uh, you've not seen it. Don't worry. You're not experiencing it yet. Five people. Mega systems. Mega system everywhere. The place is full. You will see all the speakers in the world. There is no good instrumentalist, but there is drum and keyboard. You just see one child just playing tune. Katun, 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 ka. The other person is just saying, nyapu, 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 nyapu. And the other person is singing, awesome God. The pastor will endure it. He will say, we are growing. But then there is another man who God can say, give him wilderness. Send him afar. And he will say, but everybody will say, but it's not fair, God. How can you send him where no one is? No one is there, but it's enough. It's enough. Oh, say your grace is more than enough. It's enough. That, that's why you, you never go around being jealous of another man. You never go around saying, ah, he has more. Has more what? Has more what? If I find out that it's just one thing I'm sent to do, then God must have known that I'm too good for this. Some people need, some people need five gifts. Some people need to be pastors, teachers, apostles, and prophets. Then one man comes who is just a pastor. And it's enough for the world. Oh, his grace is enough for me. You don't understand. <laughs> I will not tell you what's going on in my heart. His grace is enough for me. I don't need too much. I don't need too much to succeed in life. I don't need too much to succeed in life. But you see, that guy, like some of us, would think God's not fair. You know, that's what the man said to God. He said to the master, he said, I know that you are unjust. You plant where you do not sow. You reap where you do not sow. You do this one, you do this one. Now look, all the others simply obeyed the instruction to go and do more and come back with results. The other man said, I know who you are. This guy had more knowledge than the guys with more talents. 
he had more knowledge than the guys with more that's why he was giving one look the master said to him so you know all these things about me none of them did they say they didn't say anything you see master they were just like puppies they didn't know their master all they just know is abego let's just do it he said he told us to do it let's just do it but this other guy knew the master intimately so because he knows him he gave him one you know me enough the master must have been like this guy knows me i probably planted myself in him i can i can leave him with one it's enough oh all i have is all i need yeah brother you understand all i have is all i need all i have is all i need this is the condition of faith this is the condition of faith this is the condition of faith some people need jesus to appear for them to appear to them before they start doing miracles before they start living the life of god some people need angels to appear to them before they start living the life of god then some people just need to see it is possible which one are you (laughs) hallelujah yes thank you jesus yeah there's some people who say some of you are like i just need i just need i just need a supernatural confirmation i just need a supernatural some people need to hear express words of prophecy before they go on and do what they feel god has called them to do they need god to tell them some people need the prophecy of two or three people to confirm it but somebody just felt in his heart this is the need and he starts going then they say are you sure you say i need no confirmation i need no confirmation i need no confirmation brethren that is the condition of faith that is the condition of faith there has to be obedience there has something has to be done if there is no action there is no faith we just read mark chapter 9 he says all things are possible to him who believes thank god he didn't say all things are possible he said all things are possible to him who believes that is a condition all things are not possible all things are possible to him who believes ah do you see it do you see the condition of faith there do you see where everything becomes possible not because you're a christian that's the mistake we make all things are possible because i'm now in christ who told you that lie who told you that you are still talking about unconditional grace no 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 you can say all things are ready we understand you can say all things are available we understand but when all things are possible there's a man of faith walking there something is being made active something is being made active (laughs) something is being made active dear friends can't you understand can you understand what i'm saying look faith has conditions faith has conditions and look okay okay thank you jesus open your bible to the book of romans romans chapter one if you're being blessed shout hallelujah be opening it while we sing the song ah god He's an awesome God, he reigns. 
from heaven above with we stomp our and love our god is an awesome god our god our god is an awesome god he reigns thank you heaven above with we Zompar and love our God is an awesome. Sing it again. Our God. God, He reigns from heaven. Sing it like the good old church you are. Zompar and love our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Now, Look with me, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Huh, let's go here. This is going to excite you. Ah, it's not going to excite you. It's going to change your life. <laughs> okay, it's going to excite you. change your life. Let's just leave it that way. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. Let's just keep that phrase. It is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. So the gospel is the power of God, right? But listen to this, listen to this. Ha! It's going to be simple, but I hope you know what I mean. The gospel, when it is believed and acted upon, becomes power. <laughs> I'll say it again. It's so simple. The gospel, when it is believed and acted upon, becomes power. The gospel is not power by itself. Look, it says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. For those who believe. It's not power. It's power for those who believe. The condition of faith. The condition of faith. Let me tell you something, dear friends. What I'm teaching you is for prosperity. It sounds, you know, so many people don't know how to be well. So many people don't know how to stay in hell. So many people don't know how to live by the power of God. So many people don't. I've told you the story, but I'll just tell you again for some emphasis. Some time ago, when I was beginning my walk with the Lord, yes, I've had a lot of supernatural experience. Because there was no one to teach me some of these things. But, let me tell you what happened. Every time I kneel down to pray, and I lift up my hands, I feel lightning go through my body. This thing happened for years. Then for months and years, one day, I think the second year and some months after I had been become born again, <laughs> look at the, look at me, just look at me, sit up, so you can see me clearly. All right, sorry, I wish I could, I could, maybe we'll make this thing higher. So, one day I was just praying to the Lord, and I had become conditioned to know the Lord through this. These powerful experiences that I've been having. So as I knelt down and I said, Oh Lord, precious Holy Spirit, it was dry. You know, I said, Father, 
It was dry. Then I started calling him sweet names. It was getting drier. I said, what's going on? Then I started searching myself. Eh? Search yourself, you know? I started searching myself. Where is, what, is, what is making the Holy Spirit not to come? I searched myself. I confessed everything from when I was a kid. I, just to make sure. You know that you just want to make sure everything. The road is clear. You clear the airways. Then just say, okay, Lord, when I was six, I stole Tom Tom. Sorry. I beg. I'm sorry. I made, I tracked my, I tracked my foundation. Nothing was happening. I, I didn't pray long because now I was disturbed. Second day, I was, I, it happened again. I cried to the Lord. I cried. I literally, I started having solemn assemblies. I'd grown up in a church where solemn assembly was normal. So I understood how to hold a solemn assembly. Just sit down and cry. Think about your sins and start crying. So they said, happening. I said, they're speaking normal. And I said, I beg. What did I do? Please, I'm sorry. Just come, Lord. Just come. I said, maybe it's because I'm not saying good morning, Holy Spirit, when I wake up. So as I wake up, say good morning, Holy Spirit. When the fourth day arrived, hmm, I said, okay, this one has entered gear four. I said, now it's time to enter with fasting. Deadly fasting. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many of you have fasted deadly fasting? The kind of fasting where you are prepared to die. That's deadly. You want to just look, if I don't have answers, that's actually the only way I fast. If I don't have answers, there's no need to eat. What's the use? So, I started the deadly fasting. In the afternoon, the Spirit of the Lord said, I stopped showing up like that. Because I wanted you to know that my presence is not the feeling. I'm a living person. I am alive. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, but I want you. You see, look, <clears throat> that thing you feel is like alcohol. You can get addicted and miss God. <sighs> because it's your body. Anything that sweets the body, nah? sweetie body, that's why that first thing I talked about. Eh? You remember that first thing I get that message today? Today's message here. Remember that first teaching I gave you? Stay away from. Let's, let's, let's. I should preach it again. Because some of you got too emotional. <laughs> so let's just leave it there. Okay? Now listen. <laughs> so now I was, I, was, I was used to this addiction. I was high. You know, I was not having withdrawals. It's true. It's withdrawals from God. I was having withdrawals. I said, Lord, but at least let me just feel you a little. Just a little. Just give me a dose. Just a dose of that whoosh. Just, I just need the whoosh. That's all I need. I need, the, I need the feeling. The Spirit of the Lord said to me again. He said, I will not show that expression again until you know that I am present without a feeling. I said, okay. So I started praying. I said, praying without anything. Hey, God, it was, brethren, it was long. You pray 20 minutes, you think it's 3 hours. You say, God, I beg, where are you? 
And I was like, I needed help. I was like, Lord, I have no strength of my own. I was fanning weakness. That's why he keeps saying, please come. You know I'm not strong enough. You think God is pleased you say that. Won't you grow up? Will you remain a baby? Hey, faith has conditions, friends. So, you, as I continue to do that and do that and do that and do that and do that. Two weeks passed. Instead of forgetting the feeling. I was now like in a rehab for addicts. I started forgetting the feeling. Three weeks. Then all of a sudden, I started knowing in my heart that the Lord was present. Then all of a sudden, it started happening to the point where it, it, it now happened for nine weeks. On the ninth week was the day that I knew that when I am present, God is present. And the day that it just dawned in my heart, the lightning of God came upon me. Pow! I fell to the ground. I was vibrating. I said, it's enough. He said, you wanted a dose. Pow! And I, went, I said, it's enough. Pow! He said, now you know. Now you know. I said, Lord, I know it. So, I would come to meetings. And I would say, the presence of the Lord is here. And people would think I was feeling something. They did not know that I was standing. They were the ones feeling it. But I knew that the presence of God is like perfume on me. If you spray it well enough, others perceive it. I don't need to perceive it. I just know that I put on the right colon. You understand that? That's how the presence of God started working with me. You know, that's how so many of us miss it. I was talking to a guy during that campaign that I went for, the recent one I went for. So as we were talking, (laughs) the guy is from a very popular church that really, really loves the presence of God. Okay? So as I was talking to him, we were just gisting and we were laughing and we shook hands. Then he sat down on my chair and I sat down on my bed and we were just discussing before the campaign. The next thing he said, the room is cold. Something is in here. I, I said, oh, really? I said, let's keep gisting. And then the next thing he started, I said, let's keep gisting. And we just kept gisting. And I felt nothing. But I knew. See, I knew. I just knew it. I just knew it. I just knew it. See, I know that I know that I know that I know that I am in Christ and Christ is in me. I am not just in Christ. He's in me. We are inseparable. My presence is as his presence. If you feel something, I don't need to feel it. It's my nature. You understand? I mean, it's like everybody has a body fragrance. I don't need to know how I smell. It's you that knows. I don't need to know. I know how my clothes smell. I can take my clothes and say, this is mine. You understand that? Some of you can do that. There's nobody. Look, don't pretend there. Let me just stay you now. No matter what you rub in your armpit, you have a signature scent. Or you have a signature map. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many of you are with me? If you are with me, say Amen. Listen, brethren, faith does have conditions. Faith does have conditions. Some of you right now, there was supposed to be this last place I was going to talk about. There's supposed to be this last place I was going to talk about. And it is this, it is this very interesting thing. Because, you see, for you to understand prosperity, you need to understand that nothing just happens. You need to understand that you are not going to be wealthy because you're a Christian. Because if that's the case, then you are already wealthy. Paul said you are already rich without us. 
You're already wealthy. The Bible says that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The Bible says you are blessed with faithful Abraham. The Bible says that if you keep... The Bible says the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Is you know what the Bible says? If you read on and read on and read on and read on and read on, you will find that the Bible has already stated that you are rich. So that's not a problem, dear friends. Let me tell you the main problem. The main problem is that we do not know that faith does have its conditions. Every time we see Jesus work a miracle, a condition is placed on faith. A demand is placed on faith. A law is created for that miracle to happen. Don't you know this? Open your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 3 from verse 27 to verse 29 as we from verse 21 to verse 27 as we begin our um, close our benediction. Romans chapter 3. Romans 3 if you're there please say amen. It says but now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Look at this. It comes through faith in Jesus to all. To how many? To all. But it comes through faith. This means it's for everybody, but it has to come through faith. Then it will not seem like it's for some, but it's to all. But because it comes through faith. Now let's go on. It says, there is no difference. Thank you, Jesus. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You see, I didn't even need to explain these things. They are written there. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, God presented Him as a sacrifice of atonement. Through faith in His blood. Are you seeing these things? Okay. He did this to demonstrate His justice. Because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Look at the 27th verse now. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. On what principle? Some of you will see on what law, by what law. On what principle? On that of observing the law? No. But on the principle of faith. Please say to someone, just say to someone, faith has got laws. Faith has got principle. Say faith has principle. Tell it to someone, be serious. Look, just advise me. I want to advise you. Tell it one minute, talk to the person now. Just talk to I want to advise you. If you are three, talk to each other. It has been, don't joke with this. Advice. Don't joke. Seriously, advice. Take, take the time to advise each other. Take the time. Faith has got principle. Praise God forever. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank God I can find in His Word the principle. Thank God I can find in His Word the principle. It's there. It's there. It's there. He says on the principle of faith. 
It means that there are principles. It means that stuff has to be done for it to work. For you to get into uncon for you to receive unconditional grace. Whatever is provided in the unconditional, you have to come with the conditional. If somebody does not believe Jesus died for their future sins, they will be condemned. Why? The condition for knowing, for receiving that forgiveness is that you believe. You see that? If somebody doesn't believe that they are righteous, when somebody looks at you and says, now you want to say you are righteous, Abby. You see, no, it's not that we are righteous, you see. Why? You don't believe what the word said. Like I told you on Friday, it is not a faith problem. What is it? It is not a faith problem. What is it? It's an unbelief problem. You don't have a faith problem. Why? The Bible tells you that you have the same amount of faith that is needed to do anything. If you say, I have small faith, we've just told you that all you need is all you have. You already understand. You say, oh, you say my faith is small. Don't worry. Use it and move this building. That which you have is enough for that. See, so by if my people will understand what I'm saying, they will see that I am the provider, that I am the giver of life. That I am the producer of grace. For I have all of the keys to life with me. And I am he that blesses and does not take back my word. Yea, I have made all things ready. Yea, I have made all things ready. Just as men may understand by the weather that change is coming, so shall you understand by my word that change is coming. For I have caused the seasons to change. And I have caused an upturning in the realms of the spirit. No, I did not do it today. I did it when my son died in the spirit. Believe, 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 believe. Believe upon the words that I have spoken. For I have placed the blood of my son on it. And it shall not be turned back. No, we shall not be turned back. I am the one who has turned the hands of time. No one turns the hands of time on me. So na hefela kusodotosti. Si beraton sodobai viki shinkura bahaktan solomoktan sedeke. Do not worship me with your mouth only, but worship me in spirit and with your spirit. Put your whole self into me, for I gave my whole self, spirit, soul, and body. I paid the price with sweat, and I paid the price with blood, and I paid the price with water, and I paid the price with my thoughts, and I paid the price with my spirit. And now all I say is receive with your thoughts, receive with your spirit, and receive with your body. That's which I have blessed. My word, my word unchangeable. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 God is great.
I hope you heard what the Holy Spirit was saying to you. I hope you heard that. I hope you heard it. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. It says, by the principle of faith, a certain man came to Jesus. This man was... Okay, he wasn't crippled. I don't know what I was doing. But this, <laughs> this man had a skin disease. And when he came with his skin disease, he knelt, the Bible said, and when he saw Jesus, he knelt before him and said, Rabbi, Master, Lord, I know, I believe you can heal me if you want to. You know, this is how many of us approach the word of God. We believe that God can do it. We believe we can prosper now. You believe you can be healed right now. You, can, you believe you can be healed of anything. You believe you can be healed of anything. You believe you can receive anything. You believe all things are possible. Yes, this man believed. But believing was not enough. When he knelt before Jesus, he said, I know you can make me well if you are willing. He did not know the will of the Lord. He did not know the will of the Lord. He did not know what the Lord really wanted. He didn't know whether it was up to whether Jesus would feel like it or not. Have we ever been there sometimes? We say, if God wants to do it, he will do it. The Bible says, be not unwise. Ephesians chapter 5. It says, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. It is not smart to leave it like that. Let's leave it in the hands of... Leave it in whose hands? In the hands of the one that has finished it. What are you leaving in his hand? The rest is your responsibility. Take your cross. Take your cross. You see, Jesus, I hand it over to you. It all belongs. Jesus, take the wheel. Hogini. Take the wheel. Why not hold the wheel and say in Jesus' name? I got tired, so Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hands. I can do it on my own. No. That song is beautiful for a season of your life. For the season when you do not know that faith has conditions. For that season when you don't know faith has conditions, you may shout, take the wheel. He will not take the wheel because you are doing the right thing. He will take the wheel because you don't know. He's going to have to remain a loving father. Jesus was good and is good. Till now. So this man said, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus settled the question of wills forever. He said, I am willing. I am willing. Be clean. I am willing. Be clean. We need not question about the will of God. We need just find the conditions. We need just find the conditions. Do you know what? When I was teaching you on prayer... I know many of you are still enjoying prayer. I want to tell you what. There is another depth of prayer that I was planning on taking you on sometime from now. And that depth of prayer I was planning on taking you on from now, sometime from now was to teach you about obedience. Do you know what? You don't know real prayer until you start practicing the word. 
let me explain this to you. Look at me, look at me briefly, dear sweet guys and gentle ladies. And um, um, all right. So as I was saying, now um, prayer, prayer, yes, prayer. This is it. Let's assume this sister wants to keep something in the word she just saw. She just saw in the word that Jesus said, "Do not." speak vain words do not do not speak curse words and she's she's been accustomed to it because in the world curse words are the best way to experience to explain friendship hey fool <laughs> you know it shows we are really close when i can freely tell you you're mad it shows we're close now but jesus said don't use curse words now, I've seen that Jesus said, don't use curse words. And I say, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. If there is an instruction, then there is grace. You don't understand? Grace is the environment. And the environment exists before the thing. Grace is the garden of Eden. The garden of Eden is the finished work. The man is placed in the finished work to obey the instruction of God. Are you understanding that? Alright, so if, if it's there, then grace, I like the way God says it to, to Paul. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. So once you see something in the word of God, don't go say, give me grace to follow abundant grace. Just when you finish singing that song, when you finish singing that song, sit down and look at the word of God and repent. Because there was no use for it. I cannot do without you. We just twist songs. The songs that would have blessed, we used it the wrong way. We used it to fan to flames weakness. So, 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 now the person sees it now. Okay, so I don't need to say wrong words to a friend of mine. But he notices that once he sees his friends, the first thing the friend says to him is, Hey, madman! <laughs> And it's so, it's so much fun just saying. You know, it's just fun. I mean, this is how we relate. There is no, there is no sisterhood among us if there is no yabbing. I mean, if there is no, you know, you can yab wholesome. Alright? Nobody is saying that you can. Jesus yabbed. God, you should have seen Jesus' jabs. Jesus was cold. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus Christ was cold. Jesus said, before you take out the smoking speck inside your eye, inside your neighbor's eye, remove the plank in your own. You see, <laughs> you don't know. That was cold jabs. Je the Lord Jesus was giving cold jabs like that. This is not to say that he was just trying to joke. He had to use those metaphors to explain those kind of things. But in those days, those kinds of things, while they may not seem funny to you, they were serious jokes in those days. And I need to tell you that people laughed a lot when they were with Jesus. Because Jesus often said sweet stories. Some of you read the stories. Okay? <laughs> Jesus, and I just wonder what's happening. The stories are interesting. They are beautiful. They should make you cry for joy. Some of you just go, <laughs> Lord, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Lord, I don't understand. But you understand in Jesus' name. But now listen. <laughs> so now, you know that all of a sudden, you have to keep the word of God. 
But your, the spirit of your mind is being renewed. What do you do? That's when you start drawing on the strength of the Lord through prayer. You start saying, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have, I have decided to keep by your word. I have decided to keep by your word. Help me. Now you see, you're not just praying because you can't do it. You're not praying because you need assistance in doing it. In the place of obedience, that's when you will find yourself praying a lot more. How many of you understand that? In the place of obedience, I'm go- I know that every day I would have to see a sick person for me to pray for. I start praying for the sick. I start saying, oh, Father, you know what's going on in people's lives. You know that we're not just trying to be fancy and to demonstrate power. We want to help people's lives. Oh, Father, oh, Father, I pray that every sick man may be healed whom I will pray for. Now you are drawing on the strength of God. You know why? You know why we don't we have little to pray because we have little obedience to carry out. We have little places to put our faith. We have little conditions for faith. We have many reasons not to do the word of God because grace is unconditional. But dear brethren, you cannot access grace without faith. Nobody taught you that in the word. Did Paul teach you that? Everywhere you see grace, you must see faith. How many of you have noticed it? That everywhere we saw grace, you must see faith there. Faith becomes the condition for the unconditional. For a lame man to walk, he knows that Jesus has all the power. There was a man whose hand was withered. Jesus called him out and said, come. The man had a disease called dropsy. Can you do like somebody that has a bad hand? <laughs> Alright. Who can do it, please? Someone that, you know those. Yeah, who can do it, please? I need a guy. Because it's about a guy. Be quick to do good works. Yeah, come on, I'm waiting. Dear Lord. Ladies, are you seeing the people not to date? Oh, okay. Just like you have, you know, those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> now the hand shouldn't move just something like and like he's dead <laughs> something like he's dead now the guy's hand was twisted all right jesus says come out and jesus starts asking them questions then jesus says to the man whose hand is not good whose hand has do you know what dropsy is you've seen people like that the hands cannot go beyond that point then jesus said stretch your hand think about this it had no life in it. How may one obey the instruction from that which is lifeless? It is called the condition of faith. Just because he decided to obey, the hands had life. So now he said, stretch your hand. And he stretched the hand and the hands started functioning. That was the condition of faith. The condi- Look, prosperity does have conditions, dear friends. It does have conditions, dear friends. God bless you. Let's give him a big God bless you. Amen. I love the word of God so much. Look lastly, as we enter into our condition, it's close to 10.30 now. Look at the book of... Look at the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look at it. Are you there? Look at verse 24. And I want you to stand up as we, as we conclude. Verse 24. 
That's the part of righteousness a lot of us don't understand. Deuteronomy chapter 6, all right, verse 24. Are you ready? We'll read it out loud, please, if you don't mind. One, two, go. Can you see that? It says, The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive as is the case today. I need to understand. The word of God does have a lot for you. But I want to ask you today, how far will your consecration go? When I mean consecration, I just mean your decision to live on and by the word of God. That is all that faith is, friends. Your decision to live on and by the word of God. You say, but it may not feel good. No training at the beginning may feel good. But God's kind of training, while it may not feel good, from the beginning begins to have good results. You understand me? From the beginning. It, it doesn't start late in life. Today you have heard of unconditional grace and the condition of faith. Have you asked yourself that perhaps this is why some of you are still carrying on in sickness? Because you don't know the condition of faith. You don't know that faith is action. Faith is lifestyle. Because faith demands obedience. When the condition of faith is met, the result of unconditional grace comes in. This is all that God has for you in his word. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's joy to the life of a man who keeps it. <clears throat> I want you to thank the Lord for what you've heard today. Give him thanks for what you have heard today. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Chatonye today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you. No matter how brief, via our email address at playfan at gmail.com. That is P-L-E-F-A-N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.